0: 92 and 10. Psalms 92 and 10. Thank you, Lord. Everyone there? But my horn Shalt thou exalt like the horn of a unicorn, I shall be anointed with fresh oil. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Amen. I just want to preach this morning. I don't have any title for it. Amen. Jonathan, do you need titles? Do you need titles for the recordings? Uh, um, fresh anointing. There you go. Fresh anointing. I guess we're figure out how to record our services and put them on a blog, so you can, so uh, they can be heard, and uh, etc. So JB and Ted are working on all that stuff. Amen. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, I feel your presence here in a deep, in a deep way, Lord. I ask you to touch our hearts. God, I know you're trying to talk to us. I know you are, Lord. You never give up. You never stop knocking. So, Lord, help us to open the door. Let you sup with us, us with you. God, speak to us. Give us a new anointing. Give us fresh oil, Lord. For our lamps, in Jesus' name, you may be seated. <clears throat> Won't bore you with all the laws of thermodynamics, but I'll, I'll tell you about the second law of thermodynamics. It is everything tends towards disorder. Everything tends towards disorder. Life that is left to itself as an isolated system tends toward a state of maximum disorder. Left on their own. Isolated from outside influence. Things tend to get worse. Not better. Hebrews 1 10 through 11 And thou, O Lord, in the beginning hast laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the works of thine hands. They shall perish, but thou remainest. They shall wax old as does a garment, Amen. This is one of the reasons why macroevolution simply. Cannot be true It cannot be Because macro evolution says that there is not a greater power an intelligent designer That we have all come to where we are at based on random things that have happened over the course of history I have to tell you that uh I am very disappointed in a meat grinder that I bought. I used it for the first time with our turkey leftovers. Trying to make a turkey, a ground turkey chili. It turned out horrible. Uh, It just like the turkey turned to powder when I ground it. I I just don't know what I'm doing is what it is. I just don't know what I'm doing. And uh, anyways, so this grinder... This meat grinder that I bought, I cleaned it, I washed it, I left it out to dry, and the next morning, that little circular disc had already started to rust after one use. Now, obviously, I must not have paid a lot of money for it. I don't even really remember buying it. I must have bought it sometime last year, saw it at Walmart or something and grabbed it. I, I don't know, but it was a, must have been a cheapo. But I I began to think, I don't know if anyone has ever studied uh, the arguments against uh, evolution. One of the arguments against evolution is oxygen. Oxygen tears down. And so if you had a single cell uh, mechanism, organism, at the beginning of time, 40 billion years ago, oxygen would have destroyed it. It wouldn't have made it better. Uh, it's, one of the, it's It's one of the thoughts. That we have, but the theory of evolution says I'm not I'm not I'm I'm gonna get off my you know soapbox of creationism, but but the theory of evolution says that everything has progressed to get better, to get smarter, and to be more advanced without any outside influence. Without any outside influence, somehow we have evolved. And become smarter and, and, and we have i mean the technology out there is amazing compared to what it was just 10 years ago uh, uh but to say that it's all just because of random things that have taken place throughout history that there's been no intelligent designer there's been no god involved in any of this we've just all become greater just on our own church it's absurd and it goes against the laws of nature that say there is a there is a tendency for everything to go to disorder amen everything gets worse when it's left to its own everything gets worse when it's left to its own not better our lives If we leave them untended, if we leave them without doing anything about them, they fall apart. They disintegrate. Your body is going to fall apart if you don't take care of it. It will. What you could handle when you were 20, when your organs were working at their greatest capacity, you cannot handle when you're 50 your organs aren't working as well they're breaking down do you know what wrinkles are wrinkles are simply cells in your skin that stop regenerating and so when they stop regenerating your skin when it when it stretches doesn't re- 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 respond doesn't reply and so you create wrinkle church that's just one example Every cell in your body as you're getting older stops regenerating. They stop regenerating. They they stop becoming, they stop staying strong. They stop working efficiently. Why? Because everything works to disorder. Everything lives to break down. If you don't believe me, try not brushing your teeth. Just don't ever brush your teeth again. And eat your candy, and eat your carbs, and eat your, you know, your starches, your sugars. Drink your soda pop, eat your ice cream. Drink your milk, eat your cakes, even your fruits, vegetables, juices. Natural bacteria lives in your mouth, and it forms plaque. And plaque interacts with the deposits left on your teeth from the sugary and starch foods that That you eat and it produce acid, and the acid damages the teeth. It 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 breaks down the enamel. It dissolves it. It demineralizes it. It ruins the structure of your teeth, and your teeth become weak, and they become uh, you get tooth decay, and eventually they're going to fall out, or you're going to have to have them pulled out if you don't take care of your teeth. It is what will happen. Why? Because things in nature break down. It's just the way life is, your home. If you live out in the country, for example, and you never check your home for termites, and you never check your home for mites, your house will become infested with them. Termites don't need a, a, a lot of space to get into your house and they work 24 hours a day once they get into your house. And they will consume your house. Mice, if, they're, if, if you don't protect your house against mice, mice will find places to live. They'll find nice, warm, little, cozy places. Our mice have a favorite place in our house. They like, to, they like to live above the heat vents in our basement because that's where it's the warmest. You know, and so they will—they'll will hang out above them. So we set up mice traps, you know, above the heat. You know what I'm talking about—the heat, ducks, the the duck, the duck work. Why? Uh, because because uh, that's the way things are. Your car, uh, uh, my father taught me, and everyone's father, I'm assuming, or parent, or whatever, uh, taught you uh, that that. You need to change the oil in your car. You were 16. You got your first car. And, and, and whoever got you the car said, make sure. Right? It's like the first thing they told you. Make sure you keep the oil changed. Why? Because it's the lifeblood of that vehicle. If you don't change the oil, you're going you're gonna to ruin your engine. It's going to cease up. Uh, uh, it's going to. that. Uh, if, you don't, if you live in the northeast you you go to the car wash with your vehicle, or you get out your 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 hose and your and you wash your car and you get under that car, especially in the spring, right? You get under that car and you spray it down. Why? Because you've got salt. And salt will ruin that car. And if you don't, you're gonna be driving down and all of a sudden a side panel will be flopping in the wind because it's eating the salt is eaten through the, the screws that are holding. The side, uh a uh, panel uh, 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 up. Your, your yard. Thank you, Father Abraham. Not only for uh, the, the sin, but also thank you for uh, forcing us to have to work on our yards every spring and summer and fall. Uh, so now you have to mow your lawn. Now you have to get out the weed eater. Now you have to uh, take care of it. Now you have to uh, uh, get out the, the uh, chemicals to kill the... Fire ants, you know, that might be living in your yard. Uh and 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 so unfortunately, uh your yard doesn't mow itself. Uh you have to mow it. Your marriage, one of the problems with marriages is is the things that you did to get your mate aren't what will keep your mate. Uh your husband or your wife, uh after you've been married for five years. Uh, they don't really care about you whispering in their ear, ear sweet nothings. That doesn't really do it after you've been married five years. It really doesn't. Uh, uh, they need fresh romance, fresh love. They need need fresh uh, affirmations that you love them, right? Uh, a flower now and then doesn't really help after you've been married five years. Uh, a box of chocolates, honestly, it doesn't help. It might help when you're dating, but after you've been married, it takes a lot more. Than that, uh, to keep a marriage strong, to keep it healthy. But the most important thing that we've got to guard against in deterioration is our walk with God. Amen. Because, church, if you're not careful, your walk with God will deteriorate. It's the laws of nature, it's the laws of life. We have got to keep the Holy Ghost influence in our lives. Amen. Because if we don't, church, your heart tends towards disorder. Your heart tends towards selfishness. It tends toward uh, the flesh. It tends toward a spiritual disorder. We think that things will get better on their own, but I'm telling you, church, they won't. We need the Holy Ghost. We need the Spirit of God influencing our lives. Uh, interceding in our lives, healing our bodies when we're sick, touching our minds when we're lost. Amen. We need the influence of the Holy Ghost. I need a fresh affirmation of God's presence in my life at every point in my life. It is so important because church I'm telling you, if I don't do some spiritual maintenance, if I don't check on my spiritual yard once in a while, if I don't reaffirm my spiritual relationship with Jesus Christ, it is going to be like trying to survive on stale bread. It is going to be like trying to find direction with a stale vision. It is going to be like trying to stay saved with a stale Holy Ghost. It is going to be like trying to shout. With a stale joy. It is going to be like trying to smile. With a stale hope. Amen. We need something fresh. We need a fresh move of the Holy Ghost. We need a fresh move of God's spirit. We need a fresh touch. Hallelujah. We need some fresh oil. We need some fresh anointing. We have got to get a renewal. Of the Holy Ghost. In the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a good hand of praise. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Now, church, from time to time, I'll look at a sermon that I've preached in the past, and I'll think, you know what? I can make that better. Hallelujah. I feel a fresh anointing to to take that sermon at a different angle. Hallelujah. And I will preach something fresh on that message. But, church, you would get bored pretty quickly if I preached the exact same message every week, week in and week out. It's all I preach. You'd want something fresh. You'd want something new. Amen. You'd want something uh, that, that would renew you. You'd want something that would challenge you. You would want something that would move your heart. It's the same way with our relationship with God. Amen. We've got to do something fresh with God. We've got to do something new with God. We've got to find a new place to pray. We've got to find a new place to worship. We've got to find a new place, amen, to have this relationship with God because it cannot go stale, church. We live in a world that is trying to break down our relationship with God. We live in an environment that wants to destroy our relationship with God. We live in an environment, if you could say it from the northeast, that is very wet and has a lot of salt. And wants to do everything to destroy our spiritual lives. Amen. We need a spiritual car wash. We need a spiritual cleaning. We need a spiritual walk that is refreshing Hallelujah. I need a new hope. I need a new joy. I need a new touch of the Holy Ghost. I need a new vision. I need some new manna. Hallelujah. In the name of the Lord. It may be time for us to put down our computers and put away the plate and turn off the phone and find a place where we can lock ourselves up with God. Until he moves. Because church, he will move. He will move. Hallelujah. Philippians 2 and 12. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Salvation's a journey. And I've got to work at it to stay saved. I've got to work at it to maintain my salvation. I don't believe I'm crossing any theological lines here, any theological fights with this statement once saved, always saved is not biblical. It is not biblical. You are not saved forever once you've been saved. It is a daily decision to live for God. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 9 and 27, But I keep under my body and bring it under subjection. Lest that by any means, when I preach to others, I find myself a castaway. I find myself left alone. I find myself. Separated. A castaway is separated. So Paul makes another statement in 1 Corinthians 15 and 31. I die daily. Why, Paul? Because I have to make sure. Hallelujah. Church, don't ever, ever wake up and say, I don't need to pray today. Don't do it. Don't ever wake up and say, I don't need to repent today. Don't ever wake up and say, I have arrived. I have hit the prime. I am ready to go. Church, there's not a day that goes by that you don't need more of Jesus. There's not a day that goes by that I don't need more of God's anointing power in my life. Not a day. I need him more now than I ever needed him. Hallelujah. I need the anointing of God in my life. And you need the anointing of God in your life more today than you ever did. You don't know what you're going to face tomorrow. You don't know what you're going to face when you step out these doors. We need God in our lives. Hallelujah. There isn't a day when I don't need him to forgive me of my sins and restore my joy. There isn't a day when I don't need the Holy Ghost. There isn't a day when I don't need a fresh vision. There's not a day when I don't need a fresh anointing. There's not a day when I don't need the fresh oil of the Holy Ghost moving through my life because this world will tear us down. It'll destroy us if we let it. Hallelujah. We need a fresh vision. In Matthew twenty-five, fourteen through 30, in Jesus' name, speak to our hearts this morning, God. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered them unto his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his several ability. And straightway took his journey. He gave the talents according to the person's ability. And then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same. And made five other talents. And likewise he that received two. He gained two. But he that received one. Went and digged in the earth. And hid the Lord's money. And after a long time. The Lord of those servants cometh. And reckoned with them. And so he that had received five talents. Came and brought other five talents. Saying Lord. Thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold. I have gained beside them five talents more. And his Lord said unto him. Well done. Thou good and faithful servant. I was been faithful over a few things. I'll make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. He that receives two talents, the Lord returns. Lord, I received two. I multiplied them, the Lord says. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Now here comes the one talent. He said, Lord, I know that thou art a hard man, weeping where thou hast not sown, gathering where thou hast not strong. I was afraid, and I went and I hid the talent in the earth, and lo, there thou hast that design and the Lord answered said thou wicked and slothful servant knewest not that I reap where I sow not and gather where I have not strong thou oughtest therefore to put money to my exchangers and then at my coming I should have received my own with usury with interest as I was studying this week as I was uh uh Study and I was thinking this this parable came to my mind. I was actually teaching a Bible study on the Holy Ghost. And this parable came to my mind. The point of the parable isn't how many talents you have, because we all have different talents. We do. We all have different levels of IQ, different levels of EQ, emotional uh, intelligence. We all have different levels of of where we're at in life, different levels of pay scales, different levels of education, different levels of of, uh, uh, of, of book smart, different levels of street smart. Uh, we all have different levels. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> if I wanted to come up with a computer program that shows how to map something, I would go to Jonathan because that's that's his level. If I needed to know how to hunt and to and to stay uh, 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 to stay alive if I was in the wilderness i I wouldn't ask Jonathan a single question i I'd, I'd, I'd be asking Delos because Delos hunts. see what I'm saying different levels, different talents but the the point of the parable isn't how many talents somebody has point of the parable is have you multiplied your talents have you multiplied them amen you see what I'm saying church you can't look at this parable and say well woe was me I'm a one talent person or, or I'm a five talent person you can't say that because that's not the point the point is did you multiply your talents did you multiply what God gave you in church, the way that we multiply them is the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is the multiplier. I can't multiply talents on my own. It's what I've been preaching on the last half hour. We can't do it on our own. We need God. We need the Holy Ghost. We need a fresh anointing. We need a fresh touch, a fresh joy, a fresh vision. We need a fresh hope. And we get that all through the Holy Ghost. <clears throat> Amen. And so, you can find somebody that God gave five talents to, and they're smart, and boy, they seem to have it all together. They know God's word, they seem uh, that they're doing well in terms of, of God, but church, they've never multiplied their talent. And you can have somebody who has hardly any talent at all, but they got the Holy Ghost. In church, if you're not smart about it, you'll think that the one who has the Holy Ghost who's maybe multiplied one talent to two, they're not doing as good as the five-talent person who's never multiplied their talent. And you might say the five-person talent person who never got the Holy Ghost is doing better with God than the two-talent person who did multiply. it. But I'm telling you, church, that's wrong thinking because God's not looking at the number of talents. He's wondering, did you multiply what you got? Hallelujah. Did you multiply what I gave you? Amen. So church, hear me this morning. When you've got the Holy Ghost, you've multiplied it. But don't think that's all you've got to do. Don't think that, that, that you've arrived just because you got it. Acts 4 and 31 and when they had prayed the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with boldness. What are you saying? I'm saying church you've got to renew it every day. You've got to refresh it every day because we live in a world that will tear it down. We live in a world that will do everything to destroy your walk with God. Amen. We got to keep it fresh. We got to keep it new. Hallelujah. The psalmist states a very powerful truth to keep it fresh. David speaks often in the psalms of his need for today's oil, not yesterday's oil. Hallelujah. If I were changing the oil in my vehicle and somebody Brought me five quarts, or I think my truck takes seven, of oil. And they said, yeah, this is the oil I had in my truck last year. I tell you, throw it away. It's not the oil I want. I need fresh oil. I need new oil. I need the latest oil. David felt the same way. "So So will I sing praise unto thy name forever, that I may daily perform my vows. Psalm 68 and 19, blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits, even the God of our salvation. Amen. Amen. Psalms 86 and 3, be, be merciful unto me O Lord, for I cry unto thee daily. That man, it was supposed to be gathered every day, every day, enough for that day. The only day that they weren't Gather it was the Sabbath, so on Sabbath Eve, they would gather for two days. If they tried to keep today's manna for tomorrow, the Bible said that it would rot, it would stink and, and, and uh, uh, it, would be, it would be useless. You couldn't eat it. Yesterday's manna's not good enough for today. Amen, Give us this day our daily bread. Amen. If any man, he said to them, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. The apostles understood the need for a daily dedication to God. And they, continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meet with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. And daily in the temple and in every house they ceased not to teach and to preach Jesus Christ. We need fresh worship. We need fresh worship. Sing unto the Lord a new song. Every day when I wake up, I need fresh mercy. I need the mercy of God fresh in my life. If it is Lamentations 3, it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Amen. The danger that we face, amen, when we fail to renew daily is losing Jesus. Church, I don't want to lose Jesus. I want him right here, right here, amen, in my life. I want him. Luke 2, 41 through 47. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. And when they had fulfilled the days, they returned. But the child tarried in Jerusalem. And Joseph and his mother knew not of it. They didn't know where Jesus was. Verse 44, but they, supposing, I need to preach on this someday, supposing him to have been in the company. But they, supposing him to have been in the company. Mary and Joseph, didn't it ever occur to you to check in on Jesus? Didn't it ever occur to you to make sure Jesus was okay? He's just in the company. He's just in the company. Then went a day's journey, and they sought him among the kinsfolk and acquaintance. When they found him not, they returned again to Jerusalem seeking him. And it came to pass after three days, they found him in the temple sitting in the midst of the doctors, hearing them and asking them questions. And all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. Where did they lose him? They lost him in Jerusalem. They lost him at the temple, if you could believe it. They lost him in the temple because they didn't inquire. They didn't keep their form of communication open with him. They were fulfilling their customs. They were going through their rituals. They were following the standards. They were following the rules. They were following the regulations. They were doing everything right, and they lost Jesus. They supposed he was with them, and they never checked. They supposed he was with everything they were doing right, but they never checked. Amen. Church, you may snore in Hebrew, but you need to check in with Jesus once in a while. Hallelujah. You may speak in tongues morning, day, and night, but church, you better check in with Jesus once in a while. You better make sure he's on your side. Hallelujah. You better make sure he's in your house. You better make sure you're in his house. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, I'm closing, Sister Bag, if you could come. It's interesting that they didn't find him in the midst of their friends and acquaintances. It's interesting, church, hallelujah, that they found him at the temple. They didn't find him through their experiences. They didn't find him through the rituals. They didn't find him through the rules. They didn't find him through the experiences of other people. They didn't find him, church, through any of these things. They found him at the temple. Amen. I don't want to lose Jesus because I haven't renewed my relationship with him. Hallelujah. Maybe I'm just preaching myself this morning. Let's stand. I don't want to lose my relationship with Jesus because I didn't maintain it. I don't want to lose my relationship with Jesus because I didn't fill my lamp with oil. I don't want to lose my relationship with Jesus because I'm just going to bury my talent. Hallelujah. And not let God touch it. Because he'll just take it away and give it to somebody else don't own the cornerstone on this message. We don't. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jesus name. I want to renew my walk with him every day. I want to maintain. I need an oil change in the Holy Ghost. I do. I need some fresh oil. Praise God I need some fresh joy. I need a fresh vision. I need a fresh anointing. Amen. It it needs to become new again to me. Amen. I don't want to lose him because of neglect. I don't want to lose him because I didn't maintain my, my spiritual vehicle with him. I don't want to lose him because I forgot to inquire where he was at. Amen. I don't want to assume everything's okay. Amen. And everything's going to stay the same because it will not stay the same. It will break down. It will tear down. I need a fresh anointing. Hallelujah. I'll tell you, church, I'm here this morning coming to the temple looking for Jesus. Looking for Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Oh, Lord.